Hi guys, just a reminder, this podcast will contain swearing, spoilers, and it is all our own opinion. What's going on, Bills? I'm Josh. And I'm Kate. And this is Pilot Area, the show you're listening to because you can't be watching TV right now. Cash, cash, cash. How you going? Yeah, I'm okay. I think we should start off with how your week began. So I got one of my wisdom teeth removed on Monday. So I'm still pretty much dying. Yeah. It seems so rough. It wasn't great. You can't even eat properly or open your mouth or anything. No. It's crazy. Yep. So how come they were just like, yeah, we're going to rip it out? They can fill it up, but because of where it is, the reason that I had issues with it is because like... Apparently my cheeks are too big. What? On the inside, so it's like... Oh, like they're too thick or something. Yeah, so there's always like occluded surface on the surface of my tooth, which is why I have problems with it. Oh. So you just can't like sort it out because my cheeks and gums are too big. Right. So they're like, we can fill it, but we can't actually get to it. So is it actually one of your wisdom teeth? Yeah, it was. Did they did they want to take all of them out? No. They're like, the rest are fine. It's just this one. Well, they, I have to go to like a specialist and have like a... Scan and stuff. Yeah. Get like knocked out and shit. Seems. Yeah. I've been away this week, which has been sad because I felt really bad that you were pretty much just bed bound in pain for like two days. Yep. And I wasn't here to look after you. And you were surviving off like soggy bread and chicken. Life is life, yo. Oh. I went for a work trip to WA and yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty tiring. It's like 12 hour days walking up and down lots of stairs on your feet. Fuck that shit. Yeah. And I might have to go back in three weeks. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be okay though. It was nice and warm in WA. Well, that's good then. But it's actually been quite nice this weekend in Melbourne, too. Well, it's starting to warm up here, so... One week till spring, The excuse apparently. is gone, mate. I didn't even know that until our Uber driver said that. Was it our Uber driver? Oh, no, I think it was when I was coming back from the airport. But yeah, it's, it's heating up. I actually got to sit in the sun in a beer garden yesterday, which was pretty nice. Yeah. Then it got too cold. <laughs> as it does, yeah. Well, as soon as you're not in the sun and you're in the shade... 17 degrees does not feel as warm anymore. No. Is there anything else you want to say about what's been going on the last couple of weeks? Well, you haven't been here. No, I know. And I've been in bed, so... We've been kind of boring. Mm Mm-hmm. We can talk about what we did later on in the music section, because we went to a a gig. That was the only really interesting thing we've done the last two weeks. Yeah, pretty much. We could have gone to a signing today, but instead we're doing this. Yeah. The Amity Affliction are having a signing today, but I think we would have had to get there at like 9am yeah. and lined up with a whole bunch of 15-year-olds and just not really here for it, I guess. <laughs> no. It would have been cool. Apparently, the other signings have been really good. They've been signing like multiple things, not even misery related, and taking photos of people and... So apparently it's, they've been really good signings, but... Oh. Well, that sounds alright, but still, like, you know, line up for, not three hours or so. Oh, whenever you get there. Yeah. You'll be lining up for at least three hours. Yeah. 
to shuffle past them and have them be like, hey, sign, hey, sign, and then just push your shit down the line. Like, I, I understand you get to see them in be real really close near and they them, yeah. actually, like, talk to you and shit. They look at you. I don't know. I would quite like to see Joel in person because I, I really like him a lot. You've seen him in person, like, 15 times. No, but I mean close up, not on a stage. <laughs> well, it's too late now. Yeah. What time is it? Oh, yeah, the signing, I think, is ending in, like... Two out, uh, two minutes. Yeah, great. Probably won't make it. Probably not. This is twenty minutes away by car. Yeah. Oh, let's just jump straight into some TV news then. What the hell is going on? Oh my god! You wrote this this morning, so I think you should lead this, and I'll kind of jump in with some comments. There's not really much going on that's huge. Just found a few things, heard a few things. So they're making a Strange Things season three. Holy shit! Son of a bitch! Son of a bitch! Overpriced bullshit! Son of a bitch! Coming out in 2019. Well, that's not a surprise given the success of the first two seasons. No. Did you see that meme that I sent you this morning, of the kid from Stranger Things? Yeah, and it's Guy Fieri. I'm gonna be honest with you. If I don't drink some gravy soon, I'm probably not gonna make it. Yeah, it gets transformed on Photoshop into Guy Fieri. Yeah, if you, all you have to do is change every single thing about the kid's face. I know, it was pretty dumb, but I just thought it was pretty funny. And then it gets a caption on it, Welcome to Flavortown. Yeah. <laughs> What's the thing? Halfway between Flavortown, Flavortown and, and Titty, Titty City. City. Yeah. <laughs> My car decided to break down somewhere between Flavortown and Titty City. My favourite YouTube video ever. What's yeah. it called? Djibouti. Check out Djibouti Dubs. Djibouti Dubs. <laughs> Guy Fieri, I guess if you just search that in YouTube, yeah. it'll come up. They're pretty funny videos. <laughs> Took a way to spend an afternoon. Yeah. Josh just has to like do something from those videos and I just laugh every yep. time. So good. Watch this. <laughs> Here you go, motherfucker. <laughs> God, it's so funny. It's pretty dumb, but I laugh at really stupid stuff. There you go. That's why I'm with you. <laughs> oh. Oh! Fucking burn, mate. Yeah. Need some, need some aloe for that burn. <laughs> yeah, so Stranger Things. I think, yeah, we'll definitely watch it. The last season was pretty cool. Yeah, but... Do we know so what they're doing? What hap- How did the last season end? I don't know. I can't even remember. Yeah. So there was all those weird dog things and mm. they came out of that hole. Yeah. And it, yeah, it turned out there was a whole network under the city of like the upside down or whatever. But then what happened? Did they get rid of those dog things? And they just killed the networky thing, didn't they? Mm. Well, they like got the demon thing out of Will. Oh, something. that's right. Yeah, he was like possessed. Mm. It's probably going to end up something with him again. This kid just kind of yeah, attracts yeah. attracts demons from the other side, apparently. They're just like, this child looks like a victim. Mm. Make him a victim. Mm. So, the cool thing about season one is that it like started as one thing, like a as just an 80s like drama thing about kids. And then it slowly like turned into this fucking crazy shit. Yeah. About like an alternate dimension and demons and like powers and stuff. And then season two... 
we already knew about all that stuff, so it didn't really develop anything. So you reckon season three is just going to be like the same? Like, I liked season two, but it didn't have the same impact as season one because it didn't have that shock value of like started as one thing, ended as another. Yeah, like a gradual. So you think it'll just be like the same as season two? Probably. I mean, they can't really go back. It's going to be all the same people, obviously. Do you think there'll be more of those kids with powers in it? <gasps> yeah, actually, they brought that up, didn't they? Who's Ooh. they, mate? There's a whole bunch of theories and shit. Conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I'm definitely a conspiracy theorist. I think you're a conspiracy theorist enthusiast. I don't think you're a conspiracy theorist. No, yeah, that kind of goes against <laughs> my scientific background, doesn't it? We're not going to get a trailer for a few months, so I guess we don't really know a lot about it at all. I'm gutted. The trailer's not going to tell you shit, mate. The trailer for the last one didn't tell us anything. It was just like, everybody's still in it. Here's a demon in the sky. And that was the whole trailer. Eight or nine episode season. Duffer Brothers will direct the first two episodes. Is that all? Yeah. Those Duffers. It's just saying stuff about the actors and what they're doing. It's like, oh, that kid's going to be in It too, So they're making a second It movie. Well, yeah, they've got to make it when they're growing up, don't they? Mm. Like the second part. Yeah. I, li- I liked It, so I'll definitely watch the second movie. Might even go to the cinema and watch that. Why not? Because I think it was pretty good because we have a pretty good TV. And did we buy Blu-ray or was it just DVD? It's just a DVD. Mm. But it was good quality. But I reckon it would be really cool at the cinema. Have a look. I don't think we've talked about... DC is creating their own streaming service. Have you heard about this? Not until I read your note. Yeah, so it's going to be like a Netflix, Hulu, Stan thing. But it's just of DC properties. Wow, okay. And then they're going to make like new shit. So they've got like a new show that's just been announced. And it's going to be like Kevin Smith's new show about DC Comics. And Kevin the main Smith. Yeah. That comic book guy who owns that comic book store. And he's also a famous director and he's Silent Bob from Jay and Silent oh, Bob. Oh yeah, and... yep, 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 yep. I just always picture him in that comic book show. Yeah, because you love that show. Comic book men. Yeah, that's a cool show. Just assholes being assholes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's happening. I think the only bit of new property they've got for it is titans who's in the trailer for titans no so titans is like teen titans but it's like a gritty live action version of it are they adults yes i think they're like early 20s okay looks weird mm. mainly because the only thing that i remember from the trailer is robin saying fuck batman what <laughs> yeah it's weird i thought he loved batman i really thought you would have seen this trailer <laughs> no well, because I've been in, in the desert for the last week, like, I've been under a rock in terms of pop culture news. Right. All, all I heard about was the bloody political situation in Australia. Oh, God. That was, like, going around the, the site, but no one there really cares about pop culture, so... Yeah. Australia 2018, <laughs> pick your racist. Yeah. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, nothing's really going to change. Absolutely nothing. This is Australia. Yeah. All the leaders are the same anyway, so mm. whoever's in charge. I mean, it's it's a circus that it keeps changing, and it's pretty awful, but, but it means that you they're don't all have the to same. F- you don't have to fill any of your promises. 
So you can make totally wild promises. Because mm. people are just going to get sick of your shit and swap the government. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it didn't happen because you voted us out. And that's Australia, so nothing gets done. All your senators will just quit and be like, oh, we don't like you anymore. Pretty much. Even if you are Prime Minister, like, you can be fucked over in, like, two months and they can just get rid of you, swap you out. Mm. Australia. It's crazy how easy it is here. And Trump's been... He's going to do his whole term, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's done heaps of illegal shit that would get you kicked out. Yeah. And they were just like... In Australia, they're just like, oh, things are going too slowly. Or like, oh, we feel like it. Yeah. Very strange. Anyway, yeah, let's go back to this DC. We won't get more into Australian politics because... Uh, I don't think there's really much else to say about it. No. They are just putting like their own intellectual property on there to make people pay $8 American a month to watch it. I, I actually think it's a pretty good idea. I mean, there's so much content now in their universe. I think it will be nice for it all to be in one place, to be honest. But it's not all of it. Why not? Yeah. So it's like a, a big chunk of it, but nowhere near all of it. Because I think like some of it's owned by other subsidiaries and shit mm. and like other companies. And then gets the rights to all of it, just to what they own most of. Right. Or what they can get out of other people. So it's not even all of it. If it was all of it, I'd consider it. Yeah, if it was everything, but yeah. it's not. Because then you could actually get into it and be like, all right, this is everything. This is related to this. We can watch this in this order. And yeah, get like the whole thing, the whole universe going at once. Yeah, so it's not going to be. Yeah. But it's also not Marvel. Yeah, that's true. There's less of a overlap between the different movies and shows and stuff. Well, there's just as much. But it's, it's not just, as interesting and no one really cares as yeah, much. it's not as interesting. And it's not as well done in media that isn't the comics. Right. Do you so, think Marvel will end up doing one then? Who knows, mate. They probably they don't have to to make the money. DC might have to to make the money. Mm. But Marvel doesn't have to do that. Because people give a shit and they do their shit. Like, it's garbage, right? All the the films are shit, realistically. They're just like, make a movie about any kind of IP we can get. And a lot of the time they're just like, fucking crap. It's just like, introduce the character for like three quarters of the movie and then they have one fight scene and that's the movie. Mm. And the movie is usually an ad for the next movie. Yeah. But they've got it down to a fucking science. <laughs> and people always go because they'll always fucking go... So they can just do whatever they want. Mm. DC, they don't even do that right. <laughs> no, they don't know how to make a movie. Well, that's interesting. So is it going to be available in Australia? I don't or know. just the US? Maybe just the US first and then they'll see how it goes. Yeah. Or we'll probably be able to get it here. Mm. <laughs> just see what, it, in what happens. The, in a certain cool way, probably. You probably will. But I don't know if it would be worth like, it. Yeah, would it be worth it? The only other interesting thing is that they also have some comics on there. Okay. So they are putting the comics into the streaming service so you can read them. Hmm, that's interesting. I don't know how many of those, but I think like as they come out, you'll be able to read them. That would... I mean, I know a lot of people like to have the physical comic books, like it's a collectible thing and that's the point. Yeah. But they're expensive. And yep. if you were... You know, you wanted to read a million comic books, it would cost you a lot of money. If you're only having to pay like 10 bucks a month, yeah, it would be worth it. Exactly. I think that's what they're going for. Yeah. Is the for the people who don't need the physical, they just want to know the story. Yeah. 
So they can pay not everyone seven, can afford. Yeah, so they can pay the eight bucks a month or whatever. Yeah, and they can read all of the comic books. Well, how much out. would a comic book cost in the US? I know depending on what it is, but yeah, I think they're like six to twelve dollars yeah. depending. But a comic book is like one. Like what I've got, I only buy collections. Yeah, because they're better use of money. And a collection is like twenty five dollars. Yeah, but you get thirteen or fourteen sort of stories or of the comics yeah. in it. And whereas you buy a comic book and it's one. Mm. And it'll be like 10 or 11 pages. Well, I think we get fucked here as well because you can only buy them from like certain stores and yeah. they get them imported and you end up having to pay like $35 for like a thin little yeah, exactly. graphic novel or whatever. Um, yeah. What else is going on? End of the fucking world season two. Yep. Did you read that on the internet today? Yeah, I read it today. I mean, we didn't finish season one, so... No, I think we ended up getting about halfway through. Yeah. Why did we stop watching it? Had other shit on. <laughs> I just didn't feel that motivated to watch it. No. I like it. Yeah. But I just... Yeah. We try a few times, but you get through like one episode and you're like, that's enough. Yeah, even though they're so short. Yeah. And you watch one and you're like, oh, I kind of feel like watching something different. I think if we had binged it originally, we would have got through it easy. Oh, yeah. You could get but... through it in one day easily, but... Yeah, it's just, it's hard to binge. I don't know why, but... I don't think it's hard to binge. I think we're not we're not bingers. But I think if you binge it, it'll be the only way to watch it. Because going back to it is hard. Hmm. That's interesting. We're not huge bingers, I guess. Like, we will sit and watch hours of TV, but we'll watch, like, three episodes of one thing, a couple of episodes of something else. And I can get through a whole show in a few days, but it will be like I'll watch two episodes on the bus in the morning, one episode on the bus in the afternoon, and do it like that. So it's not like all in one block, which I guess is the definition of binging, right? When I was sick that day and I watched all of Happy in like one day. Oh, yeah. I didn't enjoy it very much because it was like a slog by the end and I was just trying to get through it. And I reckon like all of the stuff that happened in it would have been way more interesting if it was like built into my life and like yeah portioned out and shit yeah whereas like watching it all in one day you're like oh that person's that thing and that person's this and like it was it doesn't have the same impact it's definitely a different experience especially with a kind of action show like that because you're getting like instant gratification by just like watching it one after the other yeah and there's no like suspense or anything no See, so, yeah, I don't know. Is binging ruining TV? That's a deep, a deep topic. I think it depends. But, depends on the show for sure. But then again, we don't really like week to week. Yeah. I'd rather have like a chunk and like watch it in two at a time or three yeah. at a time. The, that's what I've been doing. You know, that show Younger that I watch on Stan? Yeah. I kind of purposely don't watch it for like two or three weeks. So then I've got a few episodes to watch in a row because they're only 20, 25 minutes long. Yeah, they're quite and short. And it just so goes so that. quick. And that's like, what, a quarter of my bus ride or something? Yeah. And then I just feel like a bit depressed. <laughs> so I'd rather have like two or three that I can watch in a row. But it just depends on the show, I think. So will we watch it? I mean, we've still got to finish the first one. <laughs> I don't even know how the first one ends. Do you know so... what? Yeah, so you don't know what they're doing with it or anything. No idea. I didn't think there was a purpose in reading about it because I don't know what happened in the first one. Yeah, you'll get spoilers. Yeah. 
American Vandal season two. So we've been meaning to watch American Vandal for a while. So that's that kind of mockumentary, isn't it? Yeah, about the guy who spray paints dicks on cars. Yeah. So is season two a different kind of yeah, apparently it's about Yeah, apparently it's about someone who takes shit in lemonade. <laughs> what? What, I like really, lemonade stands? Uh, like at a school, at a Catholic school. Apparently he takes shit in everybody's lemonade. That's the information that I have seen what on the, the show. How does that even work? I don't, know, I don't know. Apparently it's like award-winning and amazing. It Is that award-winning in quotation yeah, marks? Yeah, fucking who knows, mate. It could just be a joke that they're like... Following on from the award-winning season one, American Vandal. Mate, I don't know. We didn't even watch it. We've been meaning to, but... Yeah, it looks pretty funny. It does. So there's some news for American Vandal. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting. I also just wanted to touch on the new episode of... A new season of Ink Master that's starting next week. Yep. So this one is called Ink Master Grudge Match. And I actually watched like a little clip the other day. And they got Clean Rock One and Christian. Christian... They got them in and they did like a pre-season tattoo off and then everyone had to like vote whose was the best and then one person wins like a free tattoo or something from the winning artist. So that was like a bit of a promotion, I guess, for the new season and yeah, it's just going to be the two of them. They're going to pick their teams and have a grudge match, I guess. Whoa. Um, It seems kind of similar to the last season where they had teams. Yeah, but... Is it going to be the same thing? Where it's like, if you have enough team members, you get to pick the thing that is one tattoo and they only have to do like one tattoo in the entire season. Oh no, I hope they're more involved. Because in the last season, the coaches didn't really... They got to do the mini challenges, but they weren't always involved in like the main challenges, which was kind of disappointing. Well, they get involved at the end. Then They can't really get involved in the main challenge because the main challenges do a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to win. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be interesting because they're, they're very different artists and they've always had a rivalry. So Clean Rock One's like a new school artist and Christian is like a black and grey artist. Mm. So I don't know. It'll be good. We'll have to watch it week to week. We will have to watch it week to week, I guess. I'm excited. I love Ink Master. It seems like there's always a season of Ink Master on, which is great. Yeah, because then they got angels in between. Yeah. There's only ever about three months or something between seasons. Yeah. yeah. It's a good time. I was watching reruns the other night in my hotel room. And that that was the season that Clean and Christian were on. Oh, nice. It was a good season. They had, like, the best artists in that one. Well, you just liked it because Clean got a girlfriend. And, like... <laughs> there was some love drama. Yeah. I always love it when there's a bit of that. Because I love my reality television. That's true. Well, you remember Best Inc.? That other tattoo show that was on at the same time. Pete Wentz. With Pete Wentz. And you're like, oh, it's Ink Master, but shit. And it's just because everybody's friends when they're in the house. Yeah. So that's like the formula ruined. Yeah. They're just like, oh, no, you got to, all the bits where they hate each other. Those are the bits you put in the show. Not when everybody's being friends. I feel like the overall quality of the tattoos in Best Ink were worse as well. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah. But that's also because it was a bit of an older show as well. Well, think about season one of Ink Master. Exactly. It's only gotten better every season. They just get better and better artists. Well, technology gets better as well. Mm. And there's way more artists, so you have to make more of an effort to train and like be good. Mm. Is that the end of TV news? That'll be the end of TV. We watched a movie this week. We always try to watch a movie for you guys. 
This week we decided to torture ourselves and we watched Suicide Squad. We have been putting this off for the longest time. Yep. We're like, we have to watch this movie. Everyone's seen it. Everyone talks about it. Everyone so, says it's the worst movie ever made. Everybody does say it's the worst movie ever made, but they never say why. I've never had somebody say why it's a bad movie. They're just like, it's a bad movie. And you're like, why is it so bad? And they're like, oh, shit, they ruined it. And I'm like, they ruined what? No, nobody who's spoken to me about it has read any of the Suicide Squad. They would never tell you why it's a bad movie. So today you're going to learn <laughs> But I why. kind of understand why they say they can't explain it because it's literally just everything. Yeah, it's pretty much It's everything. just a bad movie. Yeah. I actually was just so shocked at how bad it was. It was, it was worse than I thought it was going to be. It was about as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I know this is typical, like, two people shitting on Suicide Squad. But I went in there and I was, I thought it was going to be bad, but I was like, I'm going to go in open-minded, just take it in and try not to be too judgmental. But, oh, man. I thought I'd just go into it seeing what they were trying to do. Because they were obviously trying to do something and they failed. So what do you think they were trying to do? So they're trying to make it more realistic, but not. Because the Joker is a very difficult character to make realistic, right? Oh, yeah. So they just make him a gangster with, like, a mental disorder. Which is, like, not the point. Because he's got, like, actual... Obviously, actual, like, direction mm. in this. Which is not the point. The reason that Batman can't work him out is because... There's no rhyme or reason for the shit that he does. He's just fucking insane. So, in this, they tried to make it, like, more... As if he was just some gangland guy... Who just like had too much money and lost his mind a little bit. I'm just trying to think what his role even was in the movie. It was just to try and save Harley Quinn. That's all he did. It's more about like the development of the character. Because the entire film is just like, here is the character. Here is their story, sort of. Or here is a time when they beat some people up or whatever. <sighs> you okay? Yeah, I'm just getting like flashbacks to the the movie. So the movie is pretty much just, here's a character, here's their deal, here's a character, here's their deal, here's a character, here's their deal. And that that was like, whatever. But then it gets to a point where it's like, oh, also here's two more characters because fuck it. And you're like, what? Like the racist Australian character and the guy who can climb everything who dies in like 20 seconds. Oh, he doesn't even talk. No, just so they can prove Slipknot, right? Yeah. Just so they can prove that they actually are going to kill them. So there's that. And then they go on, like, their mission. They're like, oh, shit. Uh, we need some kind of story here. Like, yeah. some kind of conflict. Uh, okay. The witch brings back her brother. And they're trying to do something. And it's going to destroy the world. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. What? Pretty much. But that's not the mission, though. The mission is to rescue somebody from a building. That did not make sense. I didn't know what they were trying to do. No. And they, like, make it seem like the woman who's in charge of them is, like, in charge of the mission to rescue somebody important, but they're actually rescuing her, which was a terrible fucking twist. So was that a test? No. She's just fucking stuck there. I did not understand that. Who was keeping her hostage? No one. She was just locked in a building she couldn't get out of because the city's coming down. Right. And that guy works for her. So he's got to go and get her. Like the army guy that was leading them. Yeah. Man. Yeah, when they found her, I was just like, what? 
It just was not explained at all. No. And then suddenly they're like, oh shit, there's something else we have to do. Mm. Let's go find the witch. No. <laughs> Didn't write it? Everything about it was just a clusterfuck. Like, as you said, it was just introducing characters and they had these really cheesy, like, they'd have a picture of the character and then all these, like, stats that came up. Yeah. And it just looked so pedestrian. It's pretty lame. It was like a, it was a joke. Like, I found myself laughing at the script a lot because the, the script was just terrible. Yeah. The jokes were not jokes. Some of the lines were just pointless and you're just like you scrunch your face up like what what did they just say like why did they say that there was weird like gratuitous scenes of harley quinn for no reason yeah just walking with her ass there was that one scene in the elevator that was pointless where it was just to get her to like fight a few people yeah she's a little fight in the elevator that was pointless that whole scene where she just like starts taking her clothes off in front of everyone it was literally just like a weird clusterfuck of scenes with Harley Quinn in- interdispersed with her ass out to kind of keep people watching the movie. Yeah, pretty much. So the main draw of the movie was Harley. And I've got to say, the character was right. So they did like the accent properly and everything. Which is So the first she's time supposed to that. be like Southern. Yeah. Yeah. But like a weird Southern. And then they also did like the story, right? Which is that she's a therapist and that he like yeah. tricks her. Yeah. She's the only other person to survive, like, the vatting thing that he goes through. It makes him the Joker. Mm-hmm. If you're going, like, killing joke Red Hood direction. So it was right. But then it's like, no, but they're gangsters. They're not, like, evil supervillains. They're just gangsters. Mm. And you're like, what? Why? And it's just, they're just trying to make that more real. But then Will Smith carries the film as Deadshot. Yeah. Deadshot's not, like, a brilliant character. No, he's like not a, at all. In, in the universe, he's, he's not. pretty boring, but... Yeah. Just a guy who can't miss when he shoots people. That's his whole deal. But Will Smith is, in my opinion, a very good actor. Oh, he's awesome. He accepts some pretty awful films. Yeah. Like in that. Please, Daddy, please. <laughs> please, Daddy, please. It's $20 million, Daddy. Please, Daddy, please. $20 million is still $12 million after taxes, Daddy. I want a llama, Daddy. Please, I picture, Daddy. Daddy, Daddy, Daddy please. Daddy. Daddy. You were telling me about that. It was so funny. Mm. But yeah, we were talking about it, and I was like, who's your favorite character? And you're like, no one. And I'm like, no one. I guess if I had to choose, it would be Deadshot. Mm. Deadshot should never be your favorite character in anything. No, it's fucking weird. Your favorite character probably should be, like, the Joker or something. The Joker's the best character in, like, yeah. the law universe. He's fucking cool, but... I, I love Jared Leto, but... Not in his in, No, his in, <laughs> No, I like him in a lot of movies, actually, but his, his interpretation of Joker is just, like, a bit strange. And I think it was partly because of the script and how they wanted to go with yeah, it. Yeah, you know they told him, like, this is what it's going to be. Yeah. But it was just kind of cringe. Well, also, like, all the stories we heard about Jared, like... Just living in that, you know, mindset for mm. this entire thing. And he sent, like, dead things to people mm. and, like, did weird, crazy shit. And then the movie comes out and he's not even jokery. He's just, like, a guy. You yeah. know what I mean? He's not crazy. Not that level of crazy. He's just, no. like, a mob boss. Yeah. Like a kind of flamboyant mob boss. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was the character. So it was really weird. And now they're gonna, there's going to be a Joker and Harley Quinn film. About what? Like, they know. weren't even that... To be honest, like, they probably 
could do better with that because it might have a bit more focus because this movie literally had no focus. They didn't know what they were doing. (laughs) The Joker and Harley Quinn are supposed to be the main pull of this film, right? And the Joker, I think they said that he was only in about seven or eight minutes of the film. Yeah, he's not in it for very long. No. He's not even a main character at all. He's not the villain in the movie. No. He's not the fucking villain in the movie. He's not anything. He's just Harley's boyfriend. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And the villain, Cara Delevingne, I wasn't overly frightened of her. She she wasn't a very good villain. What's Cara Delevingne? She's not scary. I know. I'm just like picturing her walking down the fucking runway. <laughs> yeah, you can see that. Well, she's a model. Yeah. But like in reality, it's like the Enchantress. You'd be like, it'd be over. Because like, oh, here's a... Fucking ancient witch. <laughs> mm. I do like the idea of that character a lot, but I don't know. It just wasn't overly impactful, I don't think. Like, her brother seemed way more powerful than her. And I was like, isn't she supposed to be the main villain and he's supposed to sort of be her sidekick? Like, But he, but was, he was way more powerful, though. But he got fucked up real fast. Yeah. Oh, no. The casting of this movie was just a bit strange. It put me off a bit. I couldn't get past who they were as actors. I can see that. I'm like, oh, that's Jared Leto. That's Margot Robbie. That's Will Smith. That's Cara Delevingne. And I, I couldn't see past it. And it just made it even more of a joke. Yeah. Very strange. It was not a good movie. It, it was a terrible have, movie. It had a bad script for all these characters, usually. So like each character would have like their own movie that yeah yeah them. and this was just like no nah, let's just do them all in like clusterfuck we'll just do all of them in half a film yeah and then just put, chuck it out and there's no rhyme or reason for any of it because it's just like oh we can get these evil villains to do what we want to do and then it turns out that they're not like fully evil but in the, like oh we're friends yeah but in the grand, friendship the grand scheme of the everything they are fucking terrible yeah <laughs> that's the point they're not going to turn around and be like, we saved the world. No. Yeah. They're fucking awful. <laughs> I hated that stupid. whole fake comrad- camaraderie because, like, the only reason you guys are doing this is because you have fucking microchips in you that if you do something wrong, you're going to get blown up, right? Yeah. If you guys didn't have the microchips in there, you wouldn't be working with each other. You wouldn't be fucking best friend race. Yeah. So don't pretend like you're all friends. I don't understand. That's weird. Suicide squad. Like, no. You know the part where the joke... <laughs> We're just like the, shitting on this yeah. movie. Well, yeah, that's, it's not the first time. It's been shit on enough. But think about like when the Joker turns off Harley's explosive neck thing. He could have just done it with all of them. Yeah. But he doesn't care about anyone apart from Harley though. No, he doesn't. But like, if it was the Joker, you think about this from the Joker point of view, and it's just like he now understands... He understands it's happening enough to... Work out what is implanted in mm. Harley. Work we'll out that it's implanted on. in yeah. Harley. Work out that, what it is, and, like, how to get that that direct one, how to turn it off, and, like, where she is and shit. If it was a real joker, he'd just turn them all off. Yeah, exactly. And he'd be like, yeah, you fucking freak, kill everybody. Yeah, kill everyone. Destroy the, the, the town, yeah. the city. Exactly. He'd just laugh. Yeah. Be like, yeah, kill everybody. Fuck it. It probably, if it was a real joker, he'd probably go to the Enchantress and then, like, just chat to her about it. <laughs> he would exactly. He'd be like, "Hey, they've got microchips. Like, you're magic, right? You can probably like 
Not even he Destroy would just go those. and talk to her <laughs> and convince her to let him join her because that's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't make sense in like the law. Didn't make sense in anything. Harley's like storyline was correct. That was it. That was the only part of the movie that I felt was okay. Is they finally did that like sort of right. Yeah. Yeah, very bad movie. I I would probably give it a one out of ten. It was very bad. What would you give it? Yeah, probably a two. One for the fact that it's a movie, and two for the fact that it was filmed well. <laughs> it didn't have like you know terrible CG effects and shit. No, and, like, I guess but it not. just wasn't the bare bones of the movie. Was not good. Just the basics of. I just couldn't get past the script. It was bad. It was really bad. Who who green-lighted that script? Most of the lines were just atrocious. Yeah. I wish I could have some examples right now, but... Oh, my God. Yeah, it was bad. You've all seen it. <laughs> Let us know what you think. <laughs> we fucking hated it. We bought it on Blu-ray, but technically we got it for free because it was buy two, get one free Blu-rays at JB Hi-Fi. Yeah. So what were the other ones that you bought? We got Spider-Man Homecoming because we haven't seen that yet. And I bought Logan because we haven't seen that yet. And apparently Logan's amazing. Apparently Logan's amazing. Spider-Man Homecoming, I think, is kind of split. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. I don't think either way, good or bad movie. So, I don't know. I, I really like Spider-Man, so... Well, we've seen the other two. So, see what this one is. Yeah. Because yeah, the first one's just like normal. Normal Spider-Man. And the second one's amazing, so it's like where he builds his web shooters, but everything else is him. And mm. this one's where Iron Man builds a suit for him. Oh, okay. See what happens. Should we move on to Kate's Corner? Kate's Corner! So, for the sound this week, I would like that really weird laugh that Jared Leto does when he puts his hand over his face. Okay. So like Jared Leto's interpretation of the Joker laugh is right. our is our new sound. Lock it in. What do you reckon? It's gonna be fucking bad, let's do it. <laughs> oh, I miss Heath Ledger. The best Joker. He was a good he was a very good man. Very sad. What a Heath legend. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe the other week was the one year anniversary of Chester Bennington dying. Why not? Well, no, it just doesn't seem like that long ago. It's crazy. I've got a little kitten scratching at the door. She's very upset because mummy didn't feed her before we came into the podcast. That's what they did time, mate. I know. <laughs> they get very upset, though. So I've just got a couple of things in Kate's corner this week because I have been in the desert. Yep. What I basically did is I downloaded about 20 episodes of Parks and Rec. Yep. Onto my my Samsung Galaxy S8 Plus. Well. Very nice screen to watch TV on. We are not giving this away, guys. This is Kate's phone. <laughs> what do you mean? You're describing it like it's a prize in a fucking competition. Samsung, if you want to sponsor us. I don't think Samsung would sponsor any podcast, let alone our podcast. Well, not for money, but they give people free shit. 
Well, they gave the fucking HD podcast like 10 S9s just really? for no reason. Yeah. Did they give them just, away to people? They are still giving them away, yeah. Oh, okay. But they did it as, I think it's like, a, we'll give you this thing, you don't have to mention us, but it's sort of like, what are you going to do with 10 fucking phones? Yeah, you're going <laughs> to give them to your fans and you're yeah. going to have to tell them what they're going to win. So obviously you're going to advertise them. Yeah. Smart. 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 So I could go with an S9, guys, if you're listening. Yeah. I'll take 10 of them. That's fine. I'll, yeah, I'll take an S, a Galaxy S9 Plus. I need the Plus because I watch a lot of TV on my phone. Yeah. And I like the big screen. And we'll tell people how good Netflix and that looks on the phone, if you want. Yeah. <laughs> we need some money, guys. We're fucking broke. When I was staying at the site, I don't think I even turned the TV on because, yeah, I had my phone with all my parks and rec loaded up on it. And it was so tiny. And then in the hotel that I stayed in later, I did turn the TV on and it was so small. <laughs> but I think it, that's just a normal size TV. Yeah, what, like a 32? I, I think, think it was like a 32-inch TV. Yeah. And I was watching it. It was like, how do people fucking deal with this? Because they don't know any different. I need my 55-inch fucking... That's not even that big, mate. No, some people have like, like 65 or like 72 or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. One day. I remember I used to work in a warehouse and once in a while we used to sell 100. Fuck. But this is back like when plasmas were there. So people used to have to like buy them before they built their houses. Oh, yeah, because you'd so have to get it plumbed it. into your fucking wall. Oh, they have to get like a crane. Yeah. It was fucking stupid. So it was basically like an entire wall of your house would be a TV. Yeah. And then by the time you built the house, it'd be a fucking obsolete TV because it's a fucking TV. Yeah, exactly. So there'd be people with an entire wall in their house that's like a shitty fucking plasma that they can't change over because it's so fucking huge. <laughs> like a huge, that huge fucking plasma and they've just got like a fucking 55 inch like 4K TV sitting in front of this fucking massive TV. Yeah. Because it's just stuck on your wall now. Mm. Great. Good job, guys. So I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec. Yeah. I think I'm about halfway through season three now. Yep. I'm super behind because obviously this show has been going for a long time and everyone was into it about how long ago? Six years ago or something. Ages. But yeah. having said that, you've only just caught up to where I'm up to mm. when I was watching it. Yeah. Because I've given it a few chops and it's like, I, I can't watch The Office, guys. Like, big controversial thing. I don't like it. Like Josh UK, does not like The Office. The UK or the US, whatever. No. Like, I just don't. I don't get it. You can say you love it. That's fine. I just don't understand. But that's because you are a little bit funny about awkward stuff. Well, it depends. Because, like, you've got Peep Show. I fucking love Peep Show. Yeah. And It's Always Sunny. I fucking love that. It just really depends on what they're doing. And... The office just does it in a way that makes me feel sick. <laughs> sick with awkwardness. I just can't do it. Yeah, because if it's like uh, there's a normal person that's doing like an awkward thing or something awkward's happening to a normal, normalish person, that I can sort of deal with because that's like relatable and it hurts me still. Yeah. But the office has characters that are just like cringe machines and that's their only fucking purpose is to be like dumb enough or weird enough. To just be cringy about everything. Yeah. And you're just like, why would I watch a show where I know what the cringy thing is going to be? I know it's going to be because this person's dumb or socially awkward. And I know it's going to be that person. But that character's in every fucking episode. Mm. Like, at everything they do. Like, I just don't... Yeah, it's quite... It's like over the top. Yeah. 
And Parks and Rec is quite similar to Office, but yeah, it's less over the top and cringe, I think. But I love Parks and Rec because it's not just about the cringe. Yeah. It's like... It's clever, clever stories. Like the thing today, there's like a small, like a small thing that happened today and we're watching it and it's that woman who's like, oh, your sign for the sprinkler says do not drink, but I made some tea with it and now I've got an infection. (laughs) They're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. And Ron Swanson has this like round desk. Just like keeps turning, (laughs) running around the desk. Are you listening to me? I'm trying to talk to you. No, it's great. I love Amy Pol. Is it Fowler or Polar? Amy Poehler, isn't it? Yeah. I love her. She's so great. The cast is just super awesome. Yeah. I like Chris Pratt, Rashida Jones. Yep. Audrey Plaza. Oh, Adam Scott's in it. Adam Scott's in it now, yeah. As like not a funny character. No, he only had he only has a few funny moments where yeah, he can be quite awkward yeah, when he has to shit. talk to people. So that's kind of funny because that's quite relatable for me because in normal situations when I'm talking to people, I can't really talk at all. I know it probably doesn't seem like it on the podcast, but... Well, you're just talking to me. I know. I'm not very confident in front of people. I don't know. so. But I can't see all of my, my fans, so it makes it easier for me. <laughs> that's fair enough. Kay still loves you and then she can't see you. Yes, of course. So yeah, I want to get into... I think there's seven seasons or something. Yeah. So we've still got you so You want to get into it. You're fun. into it, mate. That's the thing about it is that it's such easy watching and so casual exactly. and so fun that you are almost, you're halfway. We cooked up some breakfast this morning, chucked hmm. on Parks and Rec. Probably going to go to bed after this and just watch it. Yeah, keen. It's just nice to have an easy watching show that's just a go-to, you know? Yeah. Maybe I should start watching Community after this. Community is okay for the first three or four seasons. But then Dan Harmon gets, like, kicked out and he's, like, the creator and the original person. And then it just goes fucking crazy. Oh, okay. And, like, Chevy Chase's fucked up shit comes out. And like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's stop. it dies. It dies and it's really obvious when it dies. I just always kind of put those two together because they came out at a similar time and everyone was watching both of them. Community, the first few seasons of Community like were amazing. The two comedies everyone was watching. And I don't understand why I didn't watch them at the time. I think it's just your situation. I don't know what I was doing. What was I watching instead of watching those? Anyway, I'm watching them now. And I have like a much, I have much more appreciation for these comedians now as well, because I've seen them in other things and I've seen, seen them in different shows. I've seen stand up of them and stuff. So it makes it even better. I think that you know who they are. Because well, when, when it started, like people wouldn't have known who these people were, right? Yeah. They sort of, they were in the community. But yeah. I think they were like SNL faces. But and they like weren't like huge and yet. Yeah. And now all pretty much everyone in that show was like huge. Yeah. So Yeah. It's on like every all the episodes are on stand, so if you've watched it before, you can re watch all of it. If you haven't watched it, I would recommend it. Very easy watching. Yeah, Nick Offerman, Chris Pratt, Audrey Plaza. Best parts. <laughs> Nick Offerman. Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson, yeah. I was trying to remember his name before and I couldn't remember. We'll see Rob Lowe as well. Rob Lowe. Rob yeah. Lowe's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, so good. Oh, when I was away, Bachelor. <laughs> Why are you in Bachelor in our notes? <laughs> so when I was away, I turned the TV on at one point in the hotel and there was like a rerun of The Bachelor. Yep. And I watched 
a whole episode of The Bachelor. Why did you do that to yourself? I don't know. It was on and I just kind of felt in the mood for it. So I watched it. You're such a trash bag, mate. Like, honestly. I gotta say, I really enjoyed it. Well, I guess you can watch The Bachelor by yourself while I edit podcasts (laughs) and stuff. So this year's Bachelor, I actually don't know what his real name is, but his nickname is Honey Badger. Yeah. And he's like an ex-rugby player. So obviously he's in a house with like 25 women or something. He's actually really great. He's like real down to earth. He's some country dude and he's pretty funny and nice. He's not, he's not like a fuck boy. Yeah. I hate it when they get these like fuck boys on there or like women who are just shit. Like the last season was Sophie Monk, right? Yeah. And she was awesome. I really like her as a person. You think they felt like they needed to back that up with a male version of that? Yeah. She, he is kind of like the male version of her. And that's probably why they did it, because I think her season was very successful. It was the revamp that the series needed, I guess. Yeah. Even though her relationship fell apart <laughs> afterwards. Still Sophie, mate. Yeah. But yeah, I really loved it. There was some really weird shit that was going on. There was some woman that had been stalking him before the season started. And she didn't know that he was going to be The Bachelor. And then she rocked up and she's like, oh my God. She'd been like stalking him for months. Like proper stalking. Well, she like saw him at an event or something and then like fell in love with him at first sight. And then had just been like following him. Like, how is that okay? It's not. If that was a dude doing that to a woman, it would be like, oh God. I find it's weird how fashion trends go though. Like this guy's the bachelor and he looks like shit. He's, I don't find him very attractive at all. Like he's pretty built. Like he's got a really good body, but I'm not really into that anyway. And then his face. Thank God. (laughs) And then his face. Like he's not ugly. No, he's like short, curly fro and. Like a mustache. Dirty stash. Yeah. Dirty mo face guy. But at the same time, like he's actually, he seems to be a really lovely guy. Yeah. So if I got to know him, I feel like. I could be, I probably wouldn't be in a relationship with him, but I could be friends with him. Whereas usually these bachelor people, I'm just like, you're a fucking fuck boy. Like, yeah, nah. So I actually might watch a couple more episodes and there's like some other clingy woman who's being really bitchy to all the other women. And she's actually pretty hot, but she's not very nice. So yeah, there's some interesting characters. I like how you call them characters because it's, oh, it is characters. Cause it's a lot of shit. Yeah. But- it's manufactured. Yeah. I watch Unreal. I know how these shows work. <laughs> yeah, the the artificial show about how these reality shows are artificially made. Yeah. That's funny. I was talking to my colleague about The Bachelor the other day. And he just, like, didn't even realize that these people were produced. And I was like, you realize that they're told, like, what to say and who to talk to. And they're even, like, told fake things like they're lied to yeah to create situations and he just didn't know that i was like are you fucking kidding me that's how they get away with this it's it's fake how do people not know that well that's how they get away with this kind of stuff still that's why this stuff is still popular so people don't understand that it's not real i find that weird i mean obviously not all of it is fake there are some genuine situations that will crop up but a yeah, lot but of it's it it's not like just put these people together and see what happens that's no, not how you make television they're not how are they going to get 12 episodes or however many episodes out of that? They won't. 
They won't. They have to plant seeds of like jealousy and doubt and fucking drama yeah. to get it going. Exactly. And that's what makes it so trashy and awesome to watch. Yeah, this is not like back in the day when they did Big Brother and they just got people who were obviously going to be in conflict with each other and put them in a small space. Hmm. Like, well, that's the thing now. Like With the rea- these reality shows, because of ethics and stuff, they have to go through so much screening. They actually have to go through like psych evaluations, like intensive interviewing. They're almost like not allowed to put people together that will fuck it up. Yeah. Even in Australia, I think in America... They can do that. <laughs> like, they'll put a racist in there or something just to, like... Why not? But I don't think they can really do that in Australia because people wouldn't be so here for that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but the Australian one is just, like, people cheating on each other. Yeah, it's more just, like... girlfriends It's more just, like, and like, bitchiness. And yeah. it's not, like, racism and, like, misogyny and stuff. No. But... Back in the day, it used to literally just be like, just put them in the house and watch them. Yeah. And now they've got like challenges. And, and that's how like a... Like do all, these sh- all this shit without people noticing and like mm. all that garbage. And that's how a turkey slapping incident happens on Big Brother. That's it. Jeez Louise. I miss Big Brother. Not because of that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but you know, I was obsessed with Big Brother. And the last thing I just wanted to touch on was there's this new show coming out which is going to be something that I'll probably watch and not you because it's based around supernatural beings. Right. Which is, is this the spin-off from Vampire Diaries or whatever thing? Well, it's not a spin-off, but it's got one of the guys from Vampire Diaries. So Ian Summerholder was like one of the main characters in Vampire Diaries. He's now doing another vampire show, which yeah. seems pretty freaking weird. I mean, I wouldn't want to be typecast as just doing vampire shows. But he looks like a vampire, though. He does. He does. Just like those... We always talk about those... Um, that family. The guy who's in It and the guy who's in... Yeah, the... Suki. Yeah. What are their names? I always forget that name. Fucking who knows. We've said it before. Yeah. There's just... Yeah, certain people just look like vampires and this guy literally looks like a vampire. But I think in this, at the start... He's not actually infected. He's like a doctor and his best friend gets infected with this virus, which turns out to be some kind of vampire virus, which is kind of weird because... So they're not supernatural beings. It's a virus this time. Yeah. And it's called Vampire... Or is it called Vampire Wars or it might just be called V-Wars? I've written V-Wars there. I don't know if I just wrote that as a as a short, a short version or... So you don't know what it's called? I think it's V-Wars. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I love Ian Summer- Summerholder. I think he's really hot. He's um he's married to Nikki Reed. You know Nikki Reed? Which one's that again? You'd know her if you saw her. Okay. <laughs> She's pretty hot. Do you want me to find a picture of her? Then I guess I know her. No, I'll, I'll be okay. All right. Anyway, I'm going to watch it. I think it's a Netflix show. So it'll be very easy to watch. That's so good. I'll, I'll talk about it on Kate's Corner. I need a new teen drama to get into to talk about on Kate's Corner because there's nothing really going on like Riverdale's finished still waiting for the new PLL show to start I mean I guess Insatiable was supposed to be the new teen drama but that's fucking shit that was a hunking load of crap I'm not watching that so there's there's not really anything right now we're waiting for Sabrina was Insatiable a drama or was it a comedy 
Dramedy. <laughs> Dramedy, yeah. I feel like we're just waiting for a lot of stuff. You're in the off-season. Yeah. Just give me some teen stuff. I mean, Charmed as well, that, that'll be coming. There's a lot of stuff coming. It's going to be an explosion. Ne- next, I know, next year is going to be a lot of stuff, but at the moment... Kate's Corner might have to be its own show after this. <laughs> we'll just change my this own, podcast. My own make podcast. It, yeah, make it just Kate's Corner, the podcast. Oh, man. I could do a little offshoot. Spin-off. Mm. A spin-off. That'd be good. It'll probably become more popular than this real quick. Oh. And then I'll be left in the dirt, by which I mean living off your earnings. Off my sponsor money. That'd be me. <laughs> Mate, I'd do no work. I'll edit your podcast for you. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you can be my editor and I'll give you a cut. Yeah. 5%. <laughs> nah, man, you, just, you can just buy me. I'll just pay oh. the bills. Fuck yeah. That's the end of Kate's Corner. So now we've just got to go move on to music news. Well, there's quite a lot here, actually. Yep. We've been talking for a bit. Well, I already mentioned that we went to a gig last night. Yep. At the Corner Hotel in Richmond. One of our, I'd say, one of our favorite venues. It's a cool venue. It's the one we have to go to the most. Yeah. It's, it's quite small, but the sound is very good. The drinks are good. It's always just a good time. It's a good atmosphere there. Well, the upstairs has been renoed as well. How weird was that? Oh, yeah. So we went upstairs at the start because one of our friends, Jeremy G, shout out. Jeremy G. Mattress King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he listens to this. I don't know if he'd get an hour in, but if I tell him he gets a shout out, he might listen to the whole podcast. All right. Where's our merch, mate? <laughs> Buy that merch. Buy that merch. Buy that merch. Buy that merch. merch. Yeah, we don't have any merch, guys. No, we don't have merch. Maybe one day. So, yeah, we went upstairs to see him and everyone. And, yeah, they completely renoed that place. And it looks fancy as now. Yeah. Which is weird because it's the corner hotel. The band room has not changed for, like, 30 years. Yeah. The toilets are fucking disgusting. They stink. Yeah. The fucking walls are cracking and the floor is disgusting. And the rooftop is crisp. (laughs) Yeah. But we love it. Yeah, it's a shithole, it's great. <laughs> so we saw, well, the headliner was Andrew WK. Yep. And supporting him was the Bennies. You. Who's one of, one of our favourite bands to see live. Yeah, definitely. And why is that? I don't know, because you like them. <laughs> They're so much fun. And I was really happy because... They ended up playing Mushroom Tea. Yep. Which is a pretty old song. And they never play it. Yeah, but they really play it. The last time we heard them play it was probably like four years ago. We watch them probably like three times a year. We go and see the Bennies. Yeah. So out of the last four years, we've only seen them play it once. And it's one of my favorite songs. So I was so happy that they played it. <laughs> but the set was like super random. Well, it was a really short one. Yeah. They only played for about half an hour or 35 minutes or something. Yeah. Super short. And they had to play a couple of the new songs, which aren't really my favorite. I don't yeah. know about you. They're all right. Yeah, they're, they're good. And then they got to play Party Machine because Party Machine was on Triple J. Yeah, but that was good. So they played that last. Yeah, but super short. 
yeah good set though it was fun and then Andrew WK came on and I've never really been like I've never really listened to him a lot like I've seen him live before and I remember it being really fun and one of my friends actually got up on stage with him and played harmonica which is pretty cool but yeah I'd never really listened to him properly and I freaking loved it yeah it's good music it's like hard rock party anthems yeah it was so fun I was just dancing the whole time this guy is so talented yeah it's a bit ridiculous he can just play like pretty much every instrument. He can sing really well. He's a really good performer. So charismatic. Yep. It's Andrew. Yeah. Insane. I was just blown away. And the rest of his band were really good as well. They did like a lot of instrumental stuff and like solos and stuff, which was cool. Usually I kind of find it annoying when bands do a lot of that kind of stuff. Right. But they were actually very, very good. There's a lot of talent. Oh, yeah. I was so talented. I had so much fun. It was probably one of one of the best shows I've been to this year, for sure. That's pretty good. Yeah. What do you reckon? I mean, you weren't feeling tip-top, so... Yeah. You were upset because you felt like you couldn't enjoy it as much as you would have. Yeah, otherwise. Ooh. So that's a shame. But you still enjoyed it? Yeah, I still went. It was good. Had a good time. Face hurt a bit. Oh. But... Got to see him. Might never get to see him again. You don't know. You reckon? Who knows? I don't know. The last time. Well, was the last time he played. When I say? saw 2011. him. Was that the last time? Yeah. Because that's when I would have seen him. Yeah. So it was that... at a festival as well. He didn't do like a, a no, headline so did... show. It was at a festival. Yeah, or maybe so he... he did a side show, but I saw him at a festival when he, he came. He did a spot at a festival seven yeah. years ago. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. God, I'm fucking old. <laughs> That sounds about right, because I was with Russell, and that probably would have been when I was dating Mitchell when I was like 20, so that makes sense. There you go. Speaking of festivals, I was very excited. So everybody would have seen by now, in the wake of the Unify tragedy, that Good Times Festival has come out and given us something good to look forward to, I guess. It's actually called Good Things. Is it? Yeah, I keep calling it good times as well. No, oh, that's probably why I got confused. But it's called good things. Right. <clears throat> and they are bringing good things to Melbourne. <laughs> that sounds good. I was so excited when I saw this. Like, Illuru just popped up. I think it was on my Instagram. It might have even been Vov, like Forward Division, that posted about it. I just see that Vov posted about it. Yeah. Well, pretty much everyone who's on the lineup started posting about it. Like, Echo posted about it. North Lane posted about it. But the first one I saw, I think, was Vov. And I looked at this lineup and I literally thought it was a joke because it was so good. And it just came out of the blue. This is a new, a new festival for Australia. A new kind of, like, heavy, heavy festival. I'm just going to look it up so that we can get the lineup up. So the headliners are The Offspring, which everyone knows who The Offspring are, right? And they're playing Smash in full, yeah. which is their 1994 album. Yeah. I think it's 1994. That'd be really cool. Even though they're like really old and shit now. We watched like a live video of them not long ago and it was actually a joke. Well, I've seen them live before at a sound wave and it was probably one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> Because they just had, like, a wall of spotlights behind them. So it could have been anybody. 
right. literally been anybody there. Like it didn't have to be them. You could have been a, re- a recording of them, and That's then funny. like because even like even when they were like weren't playing songs and just talking to each other, just this backlit as fuck outlines of people ish. Yeah, and I don't think they can really sing or play very well anymore. So, regardless, it'll be entertaining. It'll be something. And Stone Sour is the second headliner. We've seen Stone Sour before. I think you've seen them multiple times, haven't you? I've seen them a couple times, yeah. Yeah. So I saw them the first time. I think it was last year we went. And that was so cool. So that's Corey from Slipknot, like his other band. Yeah. He's not wearing a mask. His original band, yeah. Yeah. That'll be really cool. I like them a lot. There's some real, like, throwback bands as well. All Time Low, Dropkick Murphys, Bullet For My Valentine, The Used... Yeah. excited for that because last time they came we didn't end up going we bought tickets for two nights yeah they, they were playing two albums in full yeah and we didn't end up going because i was really sick so that was really disappointing so excited to see them baby metal yep who you've seen once before i've never seen yep they're a japanese like three there's like three i want to call them women but they're like, they're pretty young. They're kids. Well, one of them just turned 18. One of them just turned 18. I think the other two are about 15, 16 or something. So it's these three girls, and they wear, like, matching outfits, and they kind of sing, like, J-pop over, like, metal music. Yeah. But, like, super quality. Oh, yeah. Metal. Like, their band, like, the guitarists and drummers and stuff, and their, like, dirty vocalists are full, like, talented musicians so it's it's really good music and they're, they're doing really well so i'm really excited to see them actually it's mystery band playing who mm-hmm. we've seen a few times and you're a big fan of them i'm just not a big fan of their crowd no like their crowd is really developed to be kind of just full of fuck boys so because back in the day like sunshine and technology their second album the crowd was amazing yeah because the crowd was all just people like well basically like me we're just like, this is the best fucking shit I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like pub brawlers and shit. Yeah. Let's get drunk and yeah. beat people up at Smith Street. And it's yeah. like... And it's like, it sounds... The sound of the music sometimes is sort of like that. Yeah. But the actual messages of the songs are nothing like that. Oh, yeah. It's it's so positive And like, I'm not a huge fan of Smith Street, but I do appreciate them and the yeah. lyrics and the message. And they're very like positive and accepting of like everyone, which is great. Yeah. Well, it's very weird to hear them play, like, a song, like they play Death to the Lads, a song about, like, fuckwits. Yeah. While there's a mosh of fuckwits yeah, exactly. beating each other up. is just like, you don't get this It's at so all. weird. So they're headlining New Year's Eve on the Hill. Yeah. Which we have gone to the last two years in a row. And we decided this year that, no, nah, we're not going to go. Like, last year, the vibe wasn't as good. And we weren't so impressed with the lineup. And then we saw Smith Street were playing. And even though, you know, we wouldn't mind seeing them, we were like, the crowd is going to be fucking terrible. It's going to be, yeah, because Smith Street was what they announced before the tickets. And then yeah. I think everything else was after the tickets. So it's like, it's just going to be people who want to see Smith Street. Yeah. And the kind of people who go to Smith Street stuff now, it's like a big percentage of fuckwits. So you don't want to be around those people for a weekend. like Not two and a half, like hundred of them. Yeah. So we've decided we're not going to go to that. So I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll work something out. There's Dashboard Confessional. That's a bit of a throwback. That's going to be weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I was telling you, my brother Jack used to be really into Dashboard. Um, I invited him to come, but I don't know if he'll come. 
There's um, Mayday Parade, North Lane, who we've seen a couple of times. We're big fans of North We're Lane. We're going to see North Lane again. North Lane's amazing. That'll be great. Uh, Tonight Alive, I'm I'm a fan. You're not so much of a fan. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> you know that like you know that Paramore have crappy albums, so you could just listen to that. Oh, probably stop. be better. Stop. No, I I'm, I'm, I'm just agree. joking. Until the latest album, Paramore didn't have any bad albums. I actually like the new Paramore album. <laughs> and there's your issue. No, but I do agree. Like they're quite similar. And lots of people do describe Tonight Alive as a worse version of Paramore. Yep. And it's kind of true, but I like both of them anyway. It's 100% true, mate. Amur, who I've seen before. Very heavy mm-hmm. metalcore. That would be quite fun, I reckon. Make Them Suffer. So Vov, who I talked about before, Vodivision. Yep. Huge fans. Huge. Very excited for that. And Echo Vandal. Echo Vandal is the last on the lineup. The bottom of the lineup is Void of Vision Vov and, Echo, and Vandal. Echo Vandal, who are both amazing artists. So weird right now to see those two names at the bottom. Like, n- not only next to each other, but next to each other at the bottom of a festival lineup. I know. Well, they thought that they might get Void of Vision to replace fucking, like, the prom queen at Unify. Mm. And they are bottom oh. of the barrel at fucking good time. That's something we got to talk about, who they re- replaced prom queen with. Well, they got three bands to make up for it, didn't they? Yeah, so they ended up putting... Healer Lions. Hellions, yeah. Hellions, Every Time I Die, Saviour, and Falsifier. Fal- Falsifer. I don't know who Falsifer and Saviour are. I think they're just like Australian bands. But, yeah, they got Every Time I Die and Hellions. Hellions is Australian as well. Hellions is what people wanted. Where's Every Time I Die from? They're not from Australia. So how did they manage to get them in so quickly? That's very strange. It's like they almost had it, like... Isn't it just? Like, they almost had it ready. It's it's almost like it was a PR stunt. Ooh. There's been a lot of, like, conspiracy theories going on about this. You can understand that, because they're just like, oh, we're going to kick this band off because of something that one of the band members said two years ago that we already knew about even though we're trying to portray this like face and we already knew what this person was like in general yeah so you can understand why people are like obviously it was just a ticket grab yeah but they'll have to give their money back and you were saying like you think people will get their money back from unify and then buy good things tickets <laughs> and that's how good things is gonna smash it this time unify is shaking in its boots i'll tell you that much Amazing lineup. I'm so impressed about like how they got all these bands. It's it's very impressive. I think I'm very excited, like overly excited about it. And then once we see the clashes of the artists, I'll be like, fuck. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be everything we want to see is gonna be at the same time. Oh, I hope not. There's been a, f- a fair bit of new music lately, especially in the hardcore Australian music world. I don't know why I always think that Bring the Horizon is Australian. They're just totally not. <laughs> no. I was like, oh, there's two bits of new Australian music. And then I'm like, wait, no, there's not. Anyway, Bring the Horizon, definitely not an Australian band. They are from England. Brought out a new song called Mantra. Mantra. Yep. What did you think of it? At first, I didn't really like it that much. I didn't dislike it. Yeah. 
if I was going to listen to Bring Me the Horizon, it was not the song I would listen to. You said it didn't hit hard. No, it didn't hit that thing that I need BMTH to do. Didn't release enough dopamine in your brain. Basically. Like, <laughs> it's just the thing, like, BMTH is, like, hard and it's got, like, synthy bits and, like, all these parts are, like, really strong. Mm. And with this one, I just what didn't quite get there. Sure. But having listened to it a few more times, like, I like the song. Yeah. But it's just not my favourite Bring Me the Horizon song. That's fair enough. Like, if... This is the key single on the album. Like, if this is going to be the catchiest one, it might not go as well as, like, Sempaternal or one of those. Yeah. I mean, Sempaternal is one of the best songs, like, ever written, so you can't really top Sempaternal. No. Just saying. I really like it. The first time I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I kind of just had it playing out of my phone while I was getting ready to go out to the mine site. There was a lot of interest in there for me and I wanted to listen to it more. And so I did. And I listened to it about three or four times that day. The next day I listened to it a few more times. And then I, I really liked the song a lot. And when I came home, we watched the music video. Yeah, the did, music video came out as well. Yeah, did you like that? Was it weird? I think the song, well, the song is about cults, right? Well, it's about therapy as a cult. Yeah. I believe. It's about all the things that going to therapy is like being in a cult. Yeah, like you go to therapy and you have to talk about all your problems and you get into a bad place and then it's like, okay, that's the end of the session now. Yeah. Bye, there you go. So obviously it didn't work for Ollie or the one person that he went to see, it didn't work for him or he's one of those people who decides it's not going to work for them in advance or whatever. Yeah. I don't believe that that's true. No. <laughs> but... We don't, I don't believe most of the stuff that Ollie says is true. It's just a different worldview. He's got a very different life to us. Like, he's had to fight very extreme addiction and depression. And obviously his experience is going to be very different to us. Yeah. So well, we... I still think that therapy would help him. Yeah. He just obviously had a bad experience. Yeah. But now he's written like a song about it, telling like a big array of people the going to therapy's bullshit. I don't know if that's the full message of the song, though. I think that's part of it. But it feels like that's the message. Yeah. She's like, oh, being in therapy, it's like going, being in a cult. It's like, what? For lots of people, it's incredibly helpful. For me, it's incredibly helpful. <laughs> I'll put that out there. There you go. So it just seems like a weird message to be sending out there. Especially to his fans who... Yeah, who are... They struggle with that kind of stuff, like... I'm not saying that all people that are into this music are depressed, but it seems to be a little bit of a trend. Well, there would be a big percentage of the fans who are. Yeah. And to tell them that therapy isn't going to help them. It's just the, I just think it's a bit of a weird play by... Uh, well, I think it might just also just be about brainwashing in general, about life and how you're kind of like brainwashed by society and the government and other people and... Yeah, these things aren't very direct ever. Yeah. I think that's part of it, the therapy thing. Because there is that one part where he specifically like hits on that, but the rest of it is quite vague and I think it's more just about society. Oh, I just talking about the part where he bags on therapy? Not a great thing to do, Ollie. No. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you don't take a group of people who probably need help and tell them it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I actually didn't even think really think about that interpretation until you said it. 
I quite like the video though. It was very interesting. At the start, Ollie Sykes is like this kind of really Darrow looking dude. And then he's just like, I don't know, what, what's the opening line? It's like, do you want to start? Is it? Do you want to start do a cult with me? you want to start a cult with me? Yeah. Yeah. And then he basically, over the video, progresses into this like cult leader. Yep. And he ends up kind of like a whole bunch of cults have ended up with him getting all of his followers to basically commit suicide. Yeah. And it kind of turns out at the end that he faked his own death and he's in a coffin and then he like smiles at the end. So it's like he's just killed all of his followers. Pretty crazy shit, but it's not too crazy because it fucking happens. Yep. I've listened to a lot of podcasts and watched a lot of documentaries about cults because I'm very interested in them. So I think that's why I really enjoyed this song and this video because I love anything about cults. (laughs) That's good. They've got a new symbol, Bring the Horizon Array into Symbols. But is it going to be a Bring the Horizon symbol or is it just going to be a cult symbol? What they use as a representation for cults? Some fucking music fans are almost like a cult. You can get very toxic fans that turn into something that's almost like that. Could be some kind of weird symbol of that. Who knows? (laughs) I just feel like you're not agreeing with my, my outlandish views today. Yeah, they're a bit more outlandish than usual. <laughs> not so grounded. No. But we are talking about cults. I don't know how you get when we talk about cults, so. Yeah, I can get a little bit too into it. Conspiracy mind. My ancient alias, alien theorist mind. And I live on this planet. <laughs> I mostly live on this planet, but it's fun. As you mentioned earlier, the Amity Affliction... They were having a signing today for their new album, Misery. Yep. It came out on Friday. So it came out two days ago. I had a bit of a listen to it when I was on the plane, actually. And then we listened to it together yesterday. I don't think we got through the whole thing. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we did. What did you think? The structure of the album itself is very weird. And I think that... The songs that they released were kind of... I don't want to use the term misleading, but they were kind of misleading. Mm. By listening to the two songs they released before, I thought they'd gone like a completely different direction and they've like decided to like try something new. And if the whole album was full of stuff like those two songs, it'd be amazing. Mm. But it just like starts off with... it's The album starts with the two singles that they released. Yeah. Already really strange. That is kind of strange. And then it just sort of like fades back into exactly what they were doing before. Yeah. You know, it just I sort mean, of slowly becomes an Amity album again. I would say maybe about a third to a half of it sounded quite different. And then the rest of it just kind of sounded like old Amity. Yeah. But it slowly gets there. Because it yeah. starts with like... Yeah. And it's kind of like a bit of a progression. But mm. yeah, I'm not sure why they did that. I understand putting doomsday ivy at the start because it's got a cool intro but then i don't really understand why they went with feels like i'm dying for like the second song yeah yeah so it is kind of strange and then the third single that they're going to bring out is that um die song right which is what their third video is going to be i saw they're bringing that out on tuesday next week or thursday next week Right. I read that on the internet today, so that'll be cool. 
I think we've spoken about on the podcast, they did kind of like a three-part music video series that's yep. kind of like a movie. So they've already released the two, the first two videos and the third one comes out next week. I like that song though. The D.I.E. song is pretty cool. It's not a bad song, but it's a very Amity song. Yeah. It's way more Amity than the other two songs, which I don't know, maybe that's what they're going for. Like they just want to kind of have like a bit of a flirt with new stuff, but also have a bit of old stuff in there to keep it more accessible. I was just proud of them for like doing something different. And then they were like, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think even though it does sound a little bit similar, they're still doing different things. Like Joel will come in and do like clean vocals for a lot of the songs instead of Aaron, which is really nice and refreshing. Like it keeps it a bit more fresh. Oh yeah. There's heaps more Joel in it. Than yeah. It usually is. And that's really nice. I definitely think it's, a step up from the last album. Oh, I, yeah. fi- I find it a lot more interesting. Their we last even, album, I was just bored as fuck. Like we I was, didn't even buy the last one, did we? We didn't buy a physical copy, I no. don't think. No. But this one we bought on Friday. Yeah. Because we heard the singles and watched the videos and we were like, man, this is... Like, they're, they're doing something here. Like, they're stepping it up. And they really have. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of them, actually. Because they... They were like in danger of kind of just sinking down into nothingness. If they made a same, this album was the same as the last one, they'd be gone. They'd be gone. And obviously, people always, we always talk about on this podcast about how people complain about music changing and artists changing and stuff, but it's like, you have to. Yeah. Otherwise, people are just going to get bored of the same old stale shit. Everyone used to make fun of them of just singing the same song about the ocean and anchors and then they bring out something new and fresh and people are like oh it doesn't sound like old me affliction you can't make people happy basically you, you pretty much can't so i think that's what they were trying to do with this though that they were like here's some new stuff and yeah here's what people aren't going to complain about exactly as well so it's like they've taken a bit of a risk but they've also pulled it back a bit made it a little bit safe a little bit disappointing, but I understand why they've done it. Maybe next album they'll just go full out what they want to do. Yeah. It's just like the way that I view it. But yeah. I was really excited for an album full of shit like that. Yeah, I agree. It just wasn't. I'm definitely looking forward to listening to it more when I'm not like on a plane or listening to it out of my phone or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to like listen to it on the bus, you know, like concentrating on it. Because when I'm on a plane, even if I'm like listening to music or watching something, because I'm scared of flying, yeah, I can't fully like immerse myself in it. I'm just constantly thinking like I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> That's positive. Feels like I'm boo-doo, boo-doo. Beer. <laughs> no, Fukala. <laughs> I have to go on a plane in like another three weeks. Oh, I hate it. That's horrible. And in February as well, I booked t- tickets to Japan. Everyone. You did it. another little tidbit of news. Got a Qantas Supercell special. Nice. Pretty happy with that. Direct flights. Just pretend you go on skiing. (laughs) Yeah. The ad was like some person skiing on a mountain. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Time to move on to the main event. The main event. You know, the only reason I do the theme music for everything is because I know it annoys you. No. 
Do well, you just put it over my my singing? Sometimes. Or I just cut your singing yet. Oh. Usually, I, well, I mean, you listen to the podcast. Why is that a question? I don't know. You know what I do? I play the real one, and then I follow it up with your crappy version. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> to make me sound like an idiot. Love it. So today, we watched, just before this, we watched Disenchantment. Yeah, so you promised we'd watch it and call back. Yeah. We talked about it a few episodes ago, I think. Yeah. When we found out that it was going to be on Netflix. It's a new Matt Groening show. Yep. So he's written it, produced it, all that jazz. Obviously, if you don't know, he's a creator of The Simpsons and Futurama. So we just thought that we kind of had to watch it. Pretty much. Do you have any... He's done anything, so... Yeah, what is he even... Well, I guess he's still been making Simpsons. The Simpsons, yeah, he's still going. But it doesn't really seem like he's putting a whole lot into that now. I doubt he would be. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched a new Simpsons episode for years. Yep. I don't even know what it looks like or what kind of vibe it is now. Who knows? Because that vibe, like the vibe of the Simpsons was just constantly changing. It yeah. was a different feel every few years. <laughs> That's another thing that Josh does to just make me laugh. He does an Ethan Klein cough. I'm just cough. Yeah. If you don't know who Ethan Klein is, look him up on YouTube. King of YouTube. Well, the police of YouTube. Police of YouTube. Dad of YouTube. Yeah, daddy up. <laughs> so, do you have any opening statements? <sighs> is that your opening statement? Yeah. I think mine would be pretty similar to that, actually. Let's get up the IMDb, shall we? It's a weird word, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like German or something. Dice ein. Dice enchantment. Was that racist? Probably. All right, edit that out. No. <laughs> um, all right, so I was actually kind of surprised by the score. So we got 7.4 out of 10 yeah. on IMDb, but Rotten Tomatoes, it got 57%. That sounds better. Yeah, 57 sounds like a lot more accurate. It's very middle of the road. No fielding, isn't it? Abby Jacobson is Bean, the main character. Could you tell that from her voice? No. Eric Andre. It's Eric Andre, yeah. Matt Berry is Prince Merkimer, that guy. Yeah. From like, like Mighty Boosh and IT Crowd and stuff. Yeah, and Toast of London and everything. Yeah, it's him. Fuck. Because I recognize his voice, and I actually love his voice. I think he's really funny. Yeah. Like, his voice is just funny. I I don't know how that's a thing, but some people just have funny voices. I think you just relate it to things that he's in. Yeah. Father! Father! (laughs) Yeah. Stuff like that. (laughs) I just actually really love that guy. So that was entertaining. Oh, and that other guy's in it, too. Like, I always get those yeah. two confused because they're pretty much, like, the same person. Yeah, both the soapbox guys are in it. So, they've they've actually got some real good, like, voice actors in this. Yeah. They're all comedians. Real good comedy. They're comedians. They're yeah. not just voice actors. Like, they're all they're high profile. Comedians. Yeah. So, why is a show like this? Because they didn't write it. Mm. Matt Groening wrote it. I would say, overall, I didn't really like it. I didn't hate it. But it would have been between, like, it's okay and I don't like it. 
more than it's okay and it's good. Yeah. I just didn't really find it very funny. I think I laughed out loud maybe twice. Yep. One of them was when the sorcerer was there and he's like, oh, with elf magic, I could move on from card tricks. And then he like fans out the cards cards and drops the cards everywhere. Yeah. And that was probably the funniest part in the whole episode. Somebody drops something. Did you find that bit funny? Or was that just me? Because I like people dropping stuff. It's just you. Yeah. I found that the funniest joke. So that tells you how funny it was. Yeah. What did you think? Tell me. I want to know. Oh, it was a garbage thing. You didn't like it? it? No. Did you laugh at all? No. Were you entertained? No. I was waiting. The the whole episode is you just waiting. Like, you've got Bean, right? And she's like a strong, independent woman or whatever. Trying to do her thing. But she's not. Like, she's painted as that. But she's not. She's just like fucking around. And they're trying to make it the strong, independent woman role. She's just like 17. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like a rebellious yeah, teen. It doesn't come across as like. Feminist. As feminist at yeah. all. It comes across as like. Rebellious teen. Yeah, snarky and shit. And then you've got your demon character who's like supposed to be the edgy one. Wasn't even that edgy or funny or anything. And the best part about that is when he's got like a crutch and she kicks it out. My like, favorite part of a demon character was when he fell asleep at her feet and he curled up like a cat. Yeah, she looks like a cat. That's not. That was my favorite part. <laughs> but that's not funny or edgy or anything. That's just like. I thought it was cute. That's just a thing they put in there. And the fucking elf or whatever. He is the worst. He's so shit. Oh my god. So, like, none of the characters are really enjoyable. Yeah, I guess we'll talk, we'll talk about the main plot. Like, the main plot is just she's a princess, Bean. She's kind of being forced to get married by her parents for a political reason. Yeah. She wants to run away. This elf wants to run away from his homeland because he's... too nice there. He has to sing and work all day and he's not happy. So he escapes his elf land and he like stumbles upon this kingdom and ends up ruining her wedding. Yeah. And they escape together. For some reason, this devil character, this demon character... Has met up with her in yeah, the form of a gift. Like, it's being orchestrated by these two people. Oh, that's right. So it's like a witch or whatever. I think some that dude. was one of the only parts I found mildly entertaining. Because they're like, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. they're watching her in like a fire. That and actually wasn't bad. The elf and burns his finger, and she's like, "Fire's hot," and he's like, "I know, I was there." I laughed at that bit too. I think that was the other, the second time I laughed. Two times, yeah. someone burnt themselves and someone dropped some cards. Yeah, physical comedy. I quite like physical comedy when it's done well. They were the only two moments I actually found pretty funny. It wasn't anything really. It was just, I was just waiting for something the entire time. You know what I mean? Uh, I just found it. I know Matt Groening is always quite crass. I'm not a super huge fan of like crass jokes, especially when they're poorly done. A lot of them fell flat. I didn't even find any of the jokes crass in this. Like, what was crass about it? I don't know. There's, you know, there's, like, jokes about the elf goes under a kilt and, like, punches the balls and, like... Oh, yeah. Just, like, stupid things like that. Yeah. When the the queen mother, who's, like, that weird like a octopus demon thing, yeah. 
sees the prince and her like fins go up or whatever. Yeah. And the king's like, you never do that for me. Yeah. And it's just like crass jokes that fall flat. I wasn't here for it. The jokes weren't there. No. It really wasn't funny. It wasn't. It wasn't funny at all. No. Who, who do you reckon your favorite character was? I didn't like any of the characters. Going through them again, there's Bean. She's she's not a feminist. She's just a rebellious bitch. The elf, I hate him. The elf was the worst character. The demon, I don't like him. Because he's just like, he's not interesting enough. Like, they could have done anything with that. And they didn't. Just like a guy who smokes. You know what they should have made him more like? Hades from Hercules. There you go. But they can't do that. Rip that's that just character like, off. That's just ripping off a character. No one would really notice. Mate, I'd notice. We'd notice, but most people wouldn't. But that was it done right, though. Just, just the some... Sa- like the sassy gay friend who's Flamboyant, jealous. like, demon. Mm. You can't go wrong with a flamboyant demon. Those are three main characters. They are boring. You've got, like, the king who's an asshole, but he's just an asshole, and that's it. Boring. The guy she's going to marry, dumb. That's his character, is dumb. His brother is just, like, also nothing, just chases her. I think that, like, the two, like, the fat and skinny knight that they have. They seem like they could be I think they're going to be, like, a comic relief thing. But you shouldn't have comic relief characters in a fucking comedy. comedy. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Your main character should be funny. Yeah. Nobody's funny. I don't care about anybody's struggles. It's boring. Yeah. At the end of the episode, spoilers if you haven't watched it. The guy that she's supposed to marry, like, basically proposes to her again. And she's on the edge of a cliff. And so accepting his proposal, she just, like, falls off the cliff. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. So that's supposed to make you want to watch the next episode to know, like, what happens. Like, oh, do they die? It's like, obviously they're not going to die. Yeah, it's episode one. Also, like, just die. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was nothing, was it? It's fucking boring. It was, it was really boring. Even as just a mindless show, if you just had it on, like, turn off your brain, I wouldn't be able to do that. Because you'd be like, where's the show? Like, yeah, oh, it looks like The Simpsons of Futurama. That's that's it. That would be its only draw, is that it looks like a different show that was actually good. You got any other comments? I don't think so. I'm just kind of surprised that it wasn't that good. Why? I don't know. I think they've got a lot of people to do the voices and I just don't see how those comedians doing those voices didn't at some point go, is this supposed to be funny? Or maybe we could do this instead? Or like something? They probably weren't allowed to. Well, they had some input. Well, that's what... You're supposed to have table reads for this, right? So before any of it gets done, everybody sits around the table together all the people and they do all the voices and stuff and see if it's funny yeah yeah like so, a table read i couldn't see anybody doing the table read of this any being anybody laughing i'll just read some of the titles of the imdb negative reviews disinterested wanted to stop watching five minutes in such a letdown dull and boring falls flat massive disappointment I don't know who's supposed to find this funny. Slow and lazy jokes. Bad timing, old jokes and unsure direction. Mediocre. There you go. That was literally just, I scrolled through about 15 reviews 
and all those ones are the bad ones. So that was most of them. <laughs> how did it get 7.4? I don't know how you could give it a good review because nothing happens. You can't piggyback off the fact that your animation looks like other animation done by the same person and you've got famous people's voices. Like it, it didn't have anything. Do you think we should do some ratings? I think it's over. Have you got any other comments? No, I don't think so. I went through most of the things I picked up on. So should we go plot? That's old, isn't it? Like, you know, did a better brave. Tangled. Anything. Like there's Just a princess, watch a Disney movie. Yeah, a princess who has to get married to somebody she doesn't want to. A modern Disney movie. Yeah. She doesn't want to get married to them. So she rebels. But in most of the situations, they would have been children anyway. So... You're right. Brave is a lot better version of this. Brave is a great movie. Done to death. So, two. Yeah. I would say three. Just because I'm interested by the addition of the demon character. He's not going to do anything. He's just going to... But that's part of the plot. I don't know. And everybody can see it and they're just like fine with it. She just said it was a cat. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not here to answer cat questions. Oh, what a good joke. Yep. Characters? So your three main characters of the people you're supposed to want to watch. Let's do your three from Futurama. Easiest comparison because it's basically the fucking same, right? Leela. So Leela, strong female character. Same. Bean. Yep. Same as Bean. Uh, but Lily was a better strong female character because she was actually a strong female character. Yeah. And they used to give her shit for being a strong female and she was still a strong female. Uh, Fry, dumb. Also, the elf. Yeah. Just dumb. Man, when you compare it, it's like literally the same. And, and Bender, who's the demon. Oh my God. They're the same. It's the same trio of characters. It's exactly the same. So you just remade the show in a different timeline, but made it less funny. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, so what do you reckon for characters? Three. There's three of them? (laughs) One point for each. I'm interested in the demon character, as I said before. That's the only character I'm interested in. But they haven't given you any reason to be. You know what I mean? Other than saying it's a demon. I just like demons. I reckon I'd give it a two. Fair enough. One for half for her and... The fucking elf whose name I can't remember and one for the demon. Elfie. Was that his name? I don't think so. Or something like that. The demon's called Lucy. Okay. Short for Lucifer. That's lazy. Obvi, yeah. Obvi short for obviously. <laughs> uh, what about, I guess, animation? In animation, you have to go with like cinematography is animation, like how it looks. So it's it's basically Futurama again. They really haven't changed anything. They it still seems have to that, look better though. They still have that weird two D, three D thing that they love to do. Where they like build it but it's drawn. So like like when the castle turns around, like Futurama used to do all the time. But it's the same. The only difference is now it's medieval instead of future. I was gonna make a comment about that as well, like the long shots of like the town and the castle. They look quite cool. I think 
the close-up shots of the characters, like the normal scenes, looked very similar to like Futurama and like older stuff, just maybe a bit more crisp. Yeah. But the scenery shots, I think, looked actually very nice. They put a bit more effort in. Yeah, I enjoyed those. But it's still just like nothing. Yeah. It's like forest, the town. That's all you got to do for this one, really, isn't it? I'd probably give it about a six. A six? Mm-hmm. I'd give it a five. It's the same as Futurama. They already had it. Yeah. It was a good animation style back then. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It's nice. It's, it feels familiar. I guess that kind of adds on to the, the score. You kind of feel a little bit nostalgic about I it. I feel like it takes it away. Because it's like, oh, I could be watching Futurama. But I'm watching this instead. And it looks the same. And it reminds me of that. <laughs> yeah. You want to do like an overall score? What do you give it? I think I'll go with a three. A three, three out of ten. Yep. Um, and that's just because it looks, it looks okay. I laughed a couple of times. And that's all. I'm going to have to give it a two. The animation, they're still doing it, but they've been doing it for ages. And didn't like the characters. Jokes weren't funny. Didn't laugh once. So, <laughs> did you smile at all? I don't think so. I think the only part I liked was when the elf goes into like the common people's house, and they're like, "We're so common, you can't compliment us." Oh, yeah. I and actually just, just smiled. Like, Thanks that for bit. the meal. I really enjoyed it. And they're just like, "You're ruining our lives." Yeah, I smiled at that bit too. So that was just like, oh, that's that's an interesting way to think about it, but it wasn't funny. Yeah, it was very strange. Do you reckon we're going to keep watching it? No, I don't think so. I'm not keen. No. We we'll might just watch Parks and Rec. Yeah, we might chuck it on in a month and just watch the second episode, but I don't think we'll get past the second one. No. Fail, Matt Groening. Is there anything else you want to say about it? Surely he's got enough money. Oh, well, he's going to be making royalties off The Simpsons forever. Ever. He's not struggling. Just go Jerry Seinfeld, mate, and just give it away. Right, just live off your fucking royalties and shit and just calm down. I reckon if I was him, I would just literally just kick back in my mansion. Some people just can never have enough money. Get over it. Yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah. If you want to contact us, if you have a different opinion about Disenchanted, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would probably be into it. Because it's like those diehard fans of Matt Gronin who can't see... Any fault in him. But you've already had all this other shit that he's done, which is way better than this. So you might be like, oh, I still love Matt Groening, but you are going to put this low in the yeah, list. Low in the list. So if you have an idea or you have a feeling about it that isn't just based on nostalgia and Matt Groening and his past, mm. please tell me why you like <laughs> it. Yeah. Which jokes did you find funny? I'd be interested in that. And also include your age when you send that through to us. Thank you very much. Age and occupation. That's right. <laughs> yeah, if you say you're 12 and at school, not taking your opinion, mate. No offence. If you're 12 and listening to this, I mean, thanks, but like, what's wrong with you? Thanks, we love you, but go back to school. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> we're just doing this because we're old and we've got extra time on our hands. All right, well, if you want to contact us, we are on Instagram. Just search Pilot Era Podcast. 
Facebook, Pilot Error Podcast, Twitter, at Pilot Error Pod. Email us, pilotarrowpodcast at gmail.com. We love you guys. Thanks, Bills. Thanks for coming. We'll see, see you next, next time. time. <laughs> Jinx. Bye. Bye.